Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. We live in a world that longs for peace. In the midst of economic toil, political turmoil, environmental turmoil, uh, relational turmoil, our world longs for peace. And so, in a moment, our senior minister, Ron, is going to look at a very famous story of Jesus' birth and think about what that has to say to us about peace. But before that, I just want to stop and pray for our world that our world would know peace. So please join with me. Lord God, you created a beautiful world. A world of wonder and abundance, of fun and laughter. But it's also a world in desperate need for peace. We pray for peace in Ukraine and Russia. We pray for a lasting peace in Yemen and Ethiopia. We pray for peace in Afghanistan and Haiti. We pray for peace in so many other countries too. But Father, we pray not just for an end to violence. For the people of these nations and for people in so many places, we pray for a deeper peace. We pray for a deeper stability than ceasefires, a deeper hope than politics, a deeper security than economic policy, a deeper assurance than vaccines. We pray for a deeper peace. And we pray the same for ourselves. We pray that we would not only experience peace, but that we would know the one who is himself our peace. We pray that in him, in the Prince of Peace himself, we would have a peace that reconciles us to our enemies, a peace that restores creation, a peace that gives our hearts rest, a peace that brings heaven to earth. Amen. We're going to have our Bible reading play now. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them, and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. 
When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Well, 12 months ago, uh, we, many of us, had hopes that 2022 would be a year of calm after two years of global chaos. But as you may recall, by the 24th of February, we realised afresh that Earth was not a peaceful place. As the escalation of the war in Ukraine uh, stepped up and Russia invaded them. And apparently for Ukraine, they won't even get a glimmer of peace over Christmas. But while that was very distressing and continues to be, it's not new for us. For we're familiar, aren't we, with a world that is not at peace, a world in chaos. Distressed Iranians cry out about the brutal oppression that they face. Violence in Myanmar has not vanished. This week we've seen political unrest in Peru. Much of our world does not experience peace at Christmas. Closer to home, we've been confronted with the horror of the execution of young police officers. We're reminded way too regularly of the prevalence of family and domestic violence. And then there's just the day-to-day friction and tension that exists in so many families and relationships. For many, Christmas is a reminder of chaos, not of peace. So then, what do you make of the words of the angels who appear with a promise of Christmas peace, saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace on whom his favour rests? Well, the wrestle with this promise of Christmas peace is not a new one. One of the most popular songs that you might hear on the radio at uh, Christmas is John Lennon's Christmas song, Happy Christmas. Though really, as you may know, it was a Vietnam War protest song. Hence the subtitle of the song, War is Over. You can see some of the lyrics on the screen there. He sings, and so this is Christmas. War is over. For weak and for strong, if you want it. For rich and for poor ones, war is over. The road is so long. Now. The Vietnam War may have ended some years ago, but war is far from over. And we hear it in our Christmas carols too. One of our favourite Christmas carols, which we'll sing in a little while, is O Holy Night. And it was made popular 
in the context and background of the American Civil War. And if you think about the issue of slavery in that war, this verse just jumps out at you. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. But even with so much mighty work being done around the globe to bring justice and make peace, racial and social oppression like war hasn't ceased. These things are actually symptoms of a bigger issue. It's not just that we don't have peace on earth, but that the earth isn't at peace with God. Yet we crave peace, don't we? We desire peace. We see that desire in our actions. We seek to make our own peace constantly. We can seek to make our own peace just by bringing the shutters down on the chaos around us, hibernating in our homes and binging on TV. Or we can seek to make our own peace by numbing ourselves to the chaos, indulging in experiences or indulging in substances to numb the pain. Or we can seek to make our own peace by getting away, whether that be on a five-star luxurious holiday or whether it just be getting away on an outback remote adventure. We just want a bit of peace. And we can seek to make our own peace by disengaging with relationships that we just find too hard or too hurtful. Now don't get me wrong, some of those things which I've mentioned are God-given ways for us to have enjoyment and relaxation. They're helpful and often neglected in the rhythm of life in a chaotic world. My point is though that they don't resolve the chaos. So the reality is we can't make peace. We might binge on TV but very quickly we'll get bored of that same TV. Our experiences wear off and are just, we're just left with a photo reminding us of what they were. Our numbed senses feel pain again or even worse, they're numbed beyond the point of feeling pain again. We can go on holidays for a time, but even our holidays can create their own nightmares and tensions. Like a ship that takes refuge in a harbour, we don't really make peace. We might find calm, we might experience some respite from the chaos around us, but the chaotic world awaits our return. We can't make peace. So perhaps we need to swap the futile idea of making peace with a much more achievable goal and the invitation that we have to meet peace. And that's why the words of the angels are so alluring. They invite us not to make peace ourselves but to meet the one who is peace. The peace that the angels spoke of 
was peace to those on whom his favour rests. When they hear the words of the angels, the shepherds don't just sit back in their camp chairs, crack open a bit of Christmas cheer and wait for all oppression to end. What do they do? They get up and they race to Bethlehem. They go to find find God's favour. They run to meet peace. And perhaps as they're going, they expect to find peace on a throne. But instead, they meet peace in a manger. Perhaps they expect to find peace in a mighty warrior, but they meet peace in a humble baby. Perhaps they expected to find peace in fame and riches, but they meet peace in an ordinary, poor Jewish family. A family that has endured its own chaos over the previous few days. So what peace do they find in the baby Jesus? It may seem a little bit strange to us, But the Jewish people of the day, of the day that Jesus was born, they had been expecting and anticipating that God would bring peace for hundreds of years. One of their prophets, a guy by the name of Isaiah, he had prophesied, declared that through a son born to a virgin, God would shatter the yoke that burdened the people. Among other names, this child would be called the Prince of Peace and his government and his peace would have no end. So they had been anticipating a new ruler, one who would govern with justice and mercy and one whose government would bring a true and lasting peace. The shepherds didn't have to make peace. They were invited to meet peace. Jesus makes peace for us. He makes peace between God and humanity. His coming into the world that we celebrate at Christmas was purposeful. It had the purpose of him living a life and then dying a death that we deserve to die. To fix the problem of a lack of peace between people and God. The Bible makes this really clear when it says that God has made peace with us through Jesus' blood shed on the cross. So you can't make peace with God. But God came into the world in Jesus because he wanted to make peace with you. And he has done everything that's needed to make peace with you. And if you would like to think more about that with some other people, then uh, early in next year we're going to gather some people and we're going to go through a course together that's going to ask all sorts of hard questions about life and faith. And if you want to be involved in that, you can register your interest just by using the QR code that's on the chocolate that hopefully you got on your way in. And uh, you can let us know that you're interested in that. Jesus makes peace between God and humanity. But Jesus also makes peace between God and the world. At Christmas we remember that Jesus came into the world, that he is now with us and that he will return to bring a full and lasting peace. 
And the Bible gives us a great picture of that time when Jesus returns. And in that picture, it talks about the curse being removed, the thing that has brought about all the chaos that we experience. The thing that the carol talks about, how we pine now. That curse will be removed. And when that curse is removed, removed finally by Jesus, then wars will be over. When the curse is removed, natural disasters will halt. When the curse is removed, oppression will cease. When the curse is removed, tragedies that we experience day to day, they will be a thing of the past. And when the curse is removed, every broken relationship will be healed. Today, tomorrow, we continue to live in a chaotic world. But Jesus, the one who is peace himself, provides an anchor in the chaos. Think about anchors for a moment. An anchor doesn't hold you still, but it does keep you firm. So it is with the peace that Jesus gives. The waves of this chaotic world might still beat us up and crash over us, but the anchor of Jesus holds us firm and gives us an experience of transcendent peace, of unexplainable peace, that when the chaos is around us, we know that Jesus has us in his grip. It's a peace that you cannot make, but it's a peace that you can have. It's a gift of peace, a peace that you can meet. Are you trying to make peace or have you met peace? O holy night resolves the pining of our chaotic world in the words you can see on the screen. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Hear the angel voices. O night divine, O night when Christ was born, the night that peace was born. Stop trying to make peace. Meet peace. Fall on your knees. There's nothing else you can do. Hear the angel voices, the promise of peace. Meet the one who has made peace for you. Meet peace. Meet Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Bend Hills 6pm Congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus, to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another, and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmats.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast 
so you don't miss a sermon.